This podcast of local Brattleboro history is brought to you by Brattleboro Savings and Loan, the Bank of Brattleboro. One hundred and eighty-nine years ago this week, the Vermont Phoenix was lamenting the loss of a historic landmark. In 1838, a front-page article stated the following. We regret to learn that the old fort, about one mile south of here, which has so long been an object of curiosity and interest, has been demolished to make room for a more convenient and modern house. Thus, one after another, all of our relics of antiquity pass away. It is to be regretted that no more pains are taken to preserve them. How much better would it have been to have removed this old fort entire, as was perfectly feasible, and set it up on our common, to be preserved for a long time to come, an object of curiosity and interest to our descendants and those strangers who passed through the place. But there would have been no profit in it, and therefore it was no subject for Yankee thought. The old fort referred to in the article was Fort Dummer, built in 1724 as the first British settlement in what later became Brattleboro and Vermont. It seems the local newspaper editor of 1838 recognized the value of historical properties, but the desire for progress and profit was at play in 1838 as much as it is today. Not much remains from Fort Dummer. Many years ago, local historian Walt Harrington donated a collection of Fort Dummer artifacts to the Brooks Memorial Library, and they remain on display. Last year, Addison Minot, one of the few remaining amateur archaeologists from the 1976 dig at Fort Dummer, set out to relocate the site of the fort. The owners of the land where the fort is located, New England Power Company, discouraged Addison from his pursuit. The power company was in the process of selling the Vernon Dam and was not interested in helping Addison find the fort. The Historical Society has an old wooden beam reported to have been salvaged from Fort Dummer. The large, hewn log is located at the Beale House in West Brattleboro. There are a few other artifacts of the fort that we know about. A walk down past the old paper mill on the Connecticut River will take you by a few homeless encampments in the brush along the peninsula that juts out to the setbacks near the train tracks. That is where the old fort was located. The site is now mostly covered by Connecticut River, as the construction of the Vernon Dam in 1909 raised the water level of the river by a good 15 feet. The northwest corner of the fort might still be accessible if you could cut through the brush and the corporate bureaucracy that keeps the site out of bounds. It is ironic that beavers still traveled over the site almost 300 years after the fort was first built. Remember, the fort was built in part so the English could trade for beaver pelts with the Abenaki of the area. The fort is long gone, but the beaver continue. It's interesting that Brattleboro recognized the conflict between progress, profit, and historic preservation almost 200 years ago. Our Main Street is a great example of preserving history while repurposing buildings and properties over the years. The loss of the old town hall and the first Brooks Library are still sore spots for some, but the salvaging of the Brooks House and the Paramount Theater, the reuse of the old high school and the armory, and the continually evolving cotton mill and book press are great victories for historic preservation within the context of profit and progress. We'd like to thank Alex, Amar, Juliana, Lauren, and Ada for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Thank you for listening to the Brattleboro Historical Society podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the program.